0: Support for WRFA has been provided in part by Sloan MelHewish Insurance. In today's complex insurance environment, Sloan MelHewish will custom tailor an insurance package to meet your needs. Sloan MelHewish offering a broad array of commercial products including business automobile, bonds, directors and officers, employment practices liability, general liability, municipality programs, property and workers comp sloan melhewish insurance 306 spring street in jamestown new york call 483-1591 or visit them on the web at sloan melhewish.com you are tuned in to arts on fire right here on 107.9 wrfa I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, and on this episode, I'm talking to Bill Thomas right now. We're going to be discussing Industry Mondays, third Thursday, a whole bunch. He is bringing live music to Jamestown, which is a very, very good thing. It gets nice out here. And uh, when you're hearing this, you may have missed the first Third Thursday, but that is okay. You got a couple more to uh, check out. So we're going to get into all that with uh, Bill. Bill, how are you? I'm
1: doing great. Thanks for having me, Anthony.
0: So I'm, I'm excited. Let's talk uh, Let's talk live music in the area in downtown Jamestown and all that. I mean, I guess to start off, Third Thursday, what is your role in Third Thursday?
1: So I organize, I'm the coordinator, we'll say. I've, I've organized Third Thursday and um, kind of been a part of it from the beginning. Uh, in conjunction with the Jamestown Renaissance Corporation. So, 2012, we approached them about, well, even let's rewind even a little bit more. Winter Garden Plaza used to be Winter Garden Theater, yeah. right? And so, Winter Garden Theater got torn down and they built the plaza and the plaza opened. And I think that was right around 2011 or 12. Sounds so, right. when we started doing Third Thursday, Winter Garden Plaza was a new space, you know? And so, we had this idea to do free concerts downtown. And we approached the JRC, and uh, they liked it. You know, at the time, it sort of made sense because there was this new space. They had been responsible for creating Winter Garden Plaza, so it made sense for us to team up. So then, yeah, we did... So so to answer your question, Third Thursday is a free concert series, third Thursday of the month from May to September, so five times in the summer, essentially. Uh, each time we have two bands, it goes from about 6 to 9 p.m., and the idea is just... Uh, You know, to create a a community event that's sort of free, fun, consistent, easy. You know, people could show up. Uh, It sort of sits nicely where if people wanted to get out of work, catch the music, go grab dinner or go get a drink or something, uh, it seems to be timed nicely for that. Um, We do it on a Thursday because in the summer sometimes weekends are busy and people have stuff going on. It seems like, you know, Thursday kind of fit into people's schedules. And then we like to give our local original bands – you know some gigs. We like to create opportunities for bands to play, sort of help nurture our local music scene. So, and and the band, you know, the people in the bands are our friends, and so it sort of creates opportunities for them. And it's just like an excuse to get together, you know, have some live music, and uh, without it having to be, you know, too much of a production. We don't have to. Uh, we didn't have to get a lot of permits from the city. We don't have to close the streets. We just sort of it, it works nicely because the JRC created that nice space because they've been easy to work with also. The wine cellar right next door oh, yeah. has been a partner the whole time and has, has always been a, a cooperative, you know, and helpful in whatever way we need it, you know. And um, they're an official partner this year, where in the past it was sort of a, uh, you know, they were the neighbor and we worked together. This, You know, this year it's the JRC and myself and the wine cellar really officially teaming up to pull it off. Oh, nice. And so that makes sense, too, you know, because of them being right there. Um, so, yeah, the idea with Third Thursday is just uh, – you know, to, to keep it going. People could count on it. It's there. You know, we're not trying to make it the biggest event or we're not trying to book Metallica or something, <laughs> you know. But it's like there will be good bands. Uh, there will be, you know, usually a local band. Very often we'll bring in a band from Buffalo or out of town or something. But just something people could count on that uh, if you're downtown on a random Thursday and you hear some music, come check it out, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's great to have it there and something to look forward to again every third Thursday, uh, you know, the month for the summer and everything. When you know it, it starts in May, you just you just uh, if people hear this, you just had your first one. When do you start like the planning that goes into this? How early in the year are you starting to like put this together? Think of lineups, what goes into it? Like, obviously, it starts in May, but when are you really actually starting doing all this?
1: I mean, it the the short answer is basically right after New Year's, pretty much right as the new year starts, is when it, it sort of uh we start taking real steps to put things in order in my mind. I'm already working like as soon as last, you know, the, the previous year's series yeah. ended, we're already kind of working on, you know, what, what could we do a little better or what are we going to tweak or whatever? But yeah, in reality, it's like shortly after new year's, usually, you know, in January is when I make contact with the JRC and sort of, you know, we let, let's uh, also interject here that it's different this year, post COVID everything's different, right? We took yeah. a couple of years off with COVID, but, um, Yeah, we start in January and I reach out to the bands and I can kind of say, we know what the dates would be, right? It's like, maybe we don't have our budget confirmed or whatever, but it's like, I reach out to them, and I'm like, here's some dates. Will you guys be, you know, especially the out of town bands. It's like, will you guys be around or put these on your sort of these dates on your radar? And I start sort of casting a wide net, you know, because yeah, because it is the third Thursday and it happens on a predictable day. Like I could, you know, we could look at the calendar, right. We know when we could know when next year's are going to be, you know? So yeah, I try to um, I try to bring in some uh, out of town uh, talent here and there, you know, spice things up a little. But uh, so this year, um, well, we've got a couple bands. We've got a band from Erie. We've got a band from Buffalo. But this year, we focused quite a bit on just local bands, and uh, a lot of the people who had who had played uh, Third Thursday over the years, you know, kind of um, you know pulling the community back together uh, you know right. our community our little music scene like pull it back together a little bit and um and check in with each other you know kind of remind each other that it's all still here and what's going on and sort of uh get the ball rolling on you know the the new you know whatever it is the post 2022 <laughs> downtown music scene that we're building now you know
0: no it makes sense i mean you're coming back to again it's kind of a return you know, right a return to third thursday so it makes sense to have like you know the local music aspect and just people who've played before and everything sure are you uh you know during that time and i know we talked a little bit before the mics are on but like even those even those couple years that you weren't doing third thursday i mean is that still was were ideas and everything still popping in your head did that ever go away were you still thinking of bands and always yeah and i feel always. like that doesn't go away. doesn't
1: stop it doesn't stop and anytime i met at- I'm at some show and you see a cool opener, you know, or you see some interesting band from Warren or something, I always, yeah, I have to make a mental note. Or you go, like, talk to him at the merch booth afterwards and say, hey, you know, like, I don't have a real gig yet, but here's, you know, here's, I, this I have thing. an idea. Yeah, I have an idea about a gig, you know.
0: Because that's another part, and I mean, I I don't think about it a whole lot, and I'm sure a lot of people don't think about it, but like... You have the lineups for Third Thursday, but it's not that everyone you ask can do it. It's not that, like, you probably have right. to plan all of that, too. What happens if a band falls through? Yep. You know, if I ask 10 bands, how many will be able to do it? You know, who will get back to me? Like, I'm yeah. sure just that part is a huge part of putting it together behind the scenes-wise. Yeah,
1: yeah. That can be tricky. And especially, like I said, coordinating with any bands who are from out of town becomes a little trickier. And... Because it's on a Thursday, that can be harder for some bands, too, because, you know, like uh, people work, you know, yeah. the, the guys in the band or the, the people in the band have a job, you know, and they, they book gigs Friday night, and Saturday night, usually. So Thursday's hard, you know, or like yeah. uh, this year, an example is like Mosaic Foundation, who's a band I love from Rochester, and they come through Jamestown pretty regularly i would have liked to get them this year but it was really hard to to get it's a it's a lot of people it's like nine dudes in that oh band you know it's a full reggae band with horns and everything so it was hard for them to like for all those people you know, to get a thursday them. night off to drive to to jamestown you know how many vehicle, you know it's got to be at least three vehicles good. right uh, yeah so, so there's some logistics there and i'm sure that uh those guys will be coming through town at some point that's a that's a great reggae band that comes around and i love them but like yeah, we weren't able to nail them down this year, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's it's a tricky scheduling thing. The number of people in the band can make it trickier. How far they got to travel can make it trickier. But yeah, we've got more than enough great musicians locally who uh, are always, you know, on call, you know, people who are who are ready to fill in if someone backs out. Now, of course, COVID is a thing. So we might, you know, some band might have to back out the day of or something. I shouldn't even say that out loud. <laughs> but like, it's something we have to keep in mind at least right so like yeah we've got we've got people and i don't want to treat anyone like oh you're the you're the backup guy you know what i mean but yeah yeah, we sort of rotate it through you know so we can have different people but also yeah there's there's enough musicians in town where if i need someone to uh last last minute come do a an acoustic set or something you know we yeah you know that there's people in town who can do it and there's a whole list of people in town who can do it. It's you know? nice that you have that, that you can yeah.
0: even be able to like call upon someone who can even just at the drop of a hat like that, the readiness, like, yeah, I can go yeah. play a set. And I our, come do that.
1: Our old reliable, the dude we would always call was our buddy Dave McDonald, and he's gone now. But Dave oh. McDonald was a, a legendary local dude, the, the greatest local music fan who ever existed, literally That's would nice. like – any band, local bands would play shows in Buffalo. Dave would show up. He'd be multiple years. gigs. He would do all this stuff. But he's a he's a musician as well as a fan. And uh, I would usually book him for one of the gigs as an opener. But then also he was always the guy where, like, last minute I'd be like, "Hey, Dave, I need you to bring your guitar, bring your banjo, or something." <laughs> and he'd do he'd do a whole set of like uh, "Dark Side of the Moon" on banjo or something. Nice. He would just pull out some good, you know. He would always have some some amazing weird stuff and and. He's, there's, you know, of course, there's like uh, people we've a lot of people we've lost, but Dave McDonald is like uh, noticeably absent from Third Thursday, and we've kind of talked about like uh, we we kind of do it for him now. He's kind of like the the guy who like reminded us how valuable a local music scene is. You know what I mean? How big yeah, yeah. of a deal it is. So yeah, all any show we do, and especially Third Thursday this summer, we're doing like with Dave McDonald in mind. Nice. And I assume that most of the people hearing this will know Dave we'll and will we'll have Dave, a story we'll and and will know exactly who he is and why. Why we talk about him in this way, you know?
0: You need figures like that. That's why local music. Why you mm. can even have a local scene if you don't it have is. people like that. Yeah. There's no continuity for people to keep it going. That's you know right. I mean? That's it's exactly like, right. It will die on the vine. Yeah. You won't have things like Third Thursday.
1: Dave was a real punk rocker from back in the day. Nice. He was a, you know, he was a, uh, just an awesome dude. Just a really legit, just a really real guy from way back who was always here and you could always count on him showing up. He would always before a gig he would text me you know just i'm organizing a gig not something he's playing just something he's going to show up as a fan and he would text me do you need me to bring anything you know or like uh you need a bag of ice because we would have a cooler and you know (laughs) two or three times he's like do you need anything i was like i could use a bag of ice so then for a while he would just show up with a bag of ice you know such a cool dude yeah oh that is awesome and so yeah it's like that's that's part of why we had to like uh make sure we kept we brought third thursday back we sort of keep the continuity alive, you know, keep the circle unbroken, you know, <laughs> seriously.
0: Now all the ideas you've had the last couple of years, now, now you can like, now That's you can right. execute them again. That's right.
1: That's exactly it too, is like just to create a, a channel for, a, you know, a, a people to be creative, you know, the, it's the local musicians, but then also it's like, um, you know, if local artists want to bring their stuff out and, and work in the plaza, you know, they're more than welcome to, we sort of conceived it, Uh, Related to like you know a lot of towns do a first Friday, which is sort of like an arts walk type thing, like some little like touristy towns and stuff. Like I lived in Saranac Lake, New York, for a while, and they would do it, and it's like the little art galleries and the little shops sort of open up to the sidewalk, and you know there's some painters out working on their stuff, and it's like it's a thing that happens in a lot of towns, and it's a it's a brilliant idea, I love it. But also like when we started doing Third Thursday, it was sort of related to that, but but our downtown sort of walking Economy and the location of storefronts and stuff wasn't quite there yet; that it could just didn't quite work out. You know what I mean? We're sort of we were starting small, right? And um, and the and while there was certainly stuff going on downtown, and Forte's down here, and Mike Dykeman's art gallery was there, and a ton of stuff was there. It was like they're spaced out. It didn't really, you know, it didn't. And and now as time has progressed, we've sort of connected the dots a little more downtown. You know, but we always conceived of Third Thursday as a live music thing that would have a visual arts or that could have a visual arts element as well if the artists just want to bring their stuff and set up and you know work in park in the plaza Then you know people could sell their work or people could give out their business card or you know whatever it was so that invitation still stands of course like to any artist who who wanted to come out you know and do their thing uh but um it hasn't in, the, in previous years, there wasn't really you know here and there someone would do it, but we didn't really have like a sort of uh, a consistent group of visual artists coming out. Like those of us who organized it were visual artists, but we were busy organizing the event yeah, too. Doing, you know what I mean? You're doing the event. Like you can only juggle so many things. And the first few we did, I did even I like trying to coordinate the event, but also had an easel and was like doing some collage work and <laughs> stuff out there. And it's fun, it's cool, but also like yeah, you can only do so many things. And and if you're and you can't do everything well, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, uh, so I decided to focus more on the live music aspect of Third Thursday, and it's sort of, it is a concert series. It's our downtown concert series. But but certainly there's room, and, and the in, original intention of it always included visual arts as well, you know? And now, actually, that ties in really nicely because now uh, the Chautauqua Art Gallery from the institution has just opened a space here on Main Street, Oh, nice. In what was formerly called Mason's Art Gallery. Tom Mason was my uh, art teacher in high school, actually, okay. and that was his space. But it was it was more like a private thing where it wasn't really opened all that often. Across the street from Wintergarden. Right across the street from Winter Garden Plaza. So that's now Chautauqua Art Gallery. Oh, okay. Their Jamestown location. I don't know exactly how they'll call it, you know, what the name is. exactly? It's Chautauqua Art Gallery. It's on Main Street. I think it's 313 North Main Street, they said, something like that. But um, newly opened and uh extended hours for third Thursday so people can oh, go nice. in there and walk around and check it out. I haven't been in yet but I saw pictures of the renovation they did it looks incredible. They really just it's like kind of a long skinny building. It's a long building. Very long like building. Long and they opened it up quite a bit where before it was kind of divided into a couple of rooms. It looks like they really opened up that long space into oh. like a nice gallery type space there. Nice. And so they're doing I don't know if it's like a you know some kind of official open house or anything but they're open during third Thursday. And they're making a point to extend their hours. And uh, so, yeah, people who are interested in, in, you know, admiring some visual art, checking the thing out, and also, you know, uh, talking to someone who's newly opened an arts-related business in our downtown area. And, and, you know, the networking opportunities associated with that, too, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, So local artists and and local lovers of visual arts and stuff should certainly come out and check that out, give themselves time to check out Chautauqua Art Gallery, because that's a a brand-new thing downtown that I think has the potential to be really really cool and um you know bring some traffic downtown and sort of uh, something new that like we were we were missing a little bit like a a certain type of art space that we haven't had in a couple years you know
0: no that is awesome i mean also like too i mean you come down for this third thursday i mean Obviously, there's live music, but there's other components to it. There's other exactly. stuff to like do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the music's there, but also if you want to go do, you know, because it's a couple hours, it's like if yep. you want to like break it up. You want to go do this or look at that and stuff. That's exactly right. It's all art. Yeah, just a bunch of art.
1: And uh, the, actually, there's another part of that too, which is uh, they're doing a group bike ride, a slow roll, like a real mellow group bike ride, um, starting in the plaza at about five thirty, about an hour before the show, and they're it's going to be about an hour bike ride. I don't know exactly what distance they're going to do, but um, Matt Camby is a local guy who I know, a bicycle mechanic, and he started a business called Pearl City Cyclery, and it's a mobile bike shop. So he's an expert bicycle mechanic. He worked for Trek like at at the factory, you know what I mean, and and with their race teams and stuff. And so he's like ultra-legit bicycle mechanic. He's someone I've known for quite a while. I actually knew his father, but he's got a bike shop now, which is a, a mobile bike shop in a van, and it's really cool. Pearl City Cyclery. And, uh, so yeah, if someone needs his service, you know, you call him and he, he shows up right at your place. I don't know how it all works. I know. I don't know That's if he cool. picks it up or if he does it on site, but it's a cool idea. It's really cool. And again, a, a new cool business. It's a local guy who started, you know, a young dude started a business like a sort of, uh, forward looking type of business model, you know, it's low overhead, intelligent, oh, yeah. you know, and, um. He uh, he's ho- his business. You know, Pearl City Cyclery is hosting this slow roll, this bike ride. So that's another cool community component of this thing, where you know people could come out. You know, and uh, you know, it, I'm I'm sure a, an experienced cyclist would have a good time cruising around too. But this is geared towards you know your your less you know your sort of intermediate ex, you know yeah. cyclists. Just a, a slow roll, just like the name <laughs> name implies. You know, but yeah, we really want to um, try to do more of that type of stuff too, where we can you know bring in other community elements it's not really like uh we have to do too much in terms of like uh if he wants to do a a bike ride he he you know we we did work together to plan it but it's also like you've got a community event and you need a place and time for it to happen or just for people to meet up like third thursday there's going to be bands there's going to be people down there you know don't come down with some, you know, pushing some weird ideas on people or anything, <laughs> you know, but uh, the, the um, community, you know, any of the stuff that's like for the community benefit and the stuff where, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, inclusive and welcome, you know, and that's a big part of our thing too, is it's, it's fr- always free. It's always been all ages. It's always, you know, designed to be as inclusive as possible. Everyone should come out. And um, yeah, the other thing is, you know, of course it's, it's timed right around dinner time too. And there's, you know a number of places to go eat. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm i I would have to confirm, but I'm pretty sure Sauce is generally open. I think their hours overlap with Third Thursday by a couple hours. You know they're right there across the oh, street. Oh yeah, right across the street. Forte's always open. You know, and yeah. they, they um they are amazing, of course. Although check check their Facebook or check their Instagram <laughs> to confirm if they're open or not. Of course, because you know everything's weird right now. With, still with businesses and stuff. Uh, but yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff and and this is kind of the thing. We want to be like a connector for the stuff that's already going on too. Yeah. you know, like uh, not like we're doing something revolutionary. We're just doing something simple and consistent, but that then yeah, maybe pe- maybe we can build on it or if other people want to do other you know simple, consistent community type stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's been successful. and you know, in the past, we always had a really good reception and people liked it and we would get. You know, uh, some of the old folks who live downtown would come out generally to show their appreciation. There was one notorious incident where one of the old folks came out and showed her displeasure. Oh, no. <laughs> it can be found on uh, YouTube. There's a oh, video of it on YouTube. Uh, uh Yeah, that was, that's a uh, notorious incident, but it was maybe some of the best marketing. It got us some of the b- most attention nice. of, of anything that could happen. And, and people listening, will, many of them will probably know what, I talk, what I'm talking about. But yeah, there was an incident where a, an old, uh, angry old lady in a house coat came down and, oh, no. and uh, started uh, a physically uh, reprimanding and, and borderline assaulting the band. If she, wasn't a, if she wasn't a 90-year-old old lady, it would have been assault. You know what I mean? Oh, but... Uh, but it it was some excitement, and it was the end of the night. They were playing Psycho Killer, you know. It was oh, no. it was smack dab, and they were covering Psycho Killer, and it was uh, It's on YouTube. People can find it wow. if they want. It's notorious. So, anyways, we that's not what's going on. That,
0: that's not. What you'll <laughs> that's see not. Third what, third. That's Hopefully not. Hopefully, you won't see that right. Thursday.
1: But if you want to see a funny video, that is out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, I
0: guess a big one too to put you on the spot. Um, Who's playing? Do you have the do you have the lineup in I, front of you at all?
1: I do have the lineup. Uh let's let's so for June, which will be the let's up to that. June sixteenth will be Hot at Bats and Feverhawk. And so Hot nice. at Bats is Mark Cooper's new band and Bobby Cooper and Matt Baxter's in the band, I think. And I think their buddy's name is Chuck Nut, who I don't really know. But M- Cooper's new band, Cooper and Cooper. <laughs> uh Hot At Bats is a, a really great like sort of heavy-ish indie rock type of whatever you I don't know whatever music genres are irrelevant (laughs) Hot at Bats and Feverhawk and so that's yeah uh two you know local bands that are Feverhawk's been around for a while Hot at Bats is brand new but the guys in those bands who I know most of them personally have been part of our local music scene literally for like two decades or more like as long as I've been going to shows and like known that a local music scene existed like the guys in those bands have been playing they in bands, part of it. yeah, and they're not any older than I am. They were just hip a lot earlier than I was. You know what I mean? They were just onto it early.
0: We just had Feverhawk for Arts on Fire Live last month, and uh, yeah, they were really, really good. I got to—I even hosted. I was just there, and it was like me and the camera guys recording, and that was it. It was like yeah. they're, they're that's very a great solid. band, yeah, really, yeah, really, really good. They were—they were—they uh, were on their game that night. Yeah, I'm it, sure they'll be for third
1: Thursday. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a really cool night, and. Uh, I just love the vibe of being outdoors, like a good rock show outside yeah. and good weather. You know, it's just like a it's a good feeling. You know, I like it. And uh, I like how it brings people together. I like when you see like a whole family show up down there, you know, or like yeah. uh, the, the building behind Winter Garden Plaza, the Hotel Jamestown is right there. You know, oh, it's it, kind of it, tall it. and, you know, it's residential. People live in there. Older folks tend to live in there. But you'll see sometimes during the show there's people up there in their windows like kind of Watch. sitting there looking out the window watching nice. there's a couple of people who have come down and and like commented like, oh yeah, we love it. you know we we sit up there and listen every every time you do a I show was you know? awesome. So it is cool because you kind of wonder like do they you know do they appreciate this or, yeah. and we don't go very late. We make a point of not going you know too late. but uh, yeah, we've gotten uh, with with the exception of one <laughs> grumpy old lady and her husband. We've got nothing but positive reviews. Though. Yeah,
0: and that's awesome too. Because like, I mean, you you could obviously you have the people coming down there, but then it's kind of cool to be like, you also have this like other part of the audience that aren't there, but our li- who like right. live around there. Right. Like, you don't think about it, but like, there might be another fifty hundred people. Sure, who can from, hear it? Literally from their ha- like, the, like talk about live stream. They're like live streaming it from their window, basically. Yeah, yeah, just watching it.
1: Yeah, know? it's so cool. And that's the thing too is like that's another important element actually to this whole thing that we didn't talk about is like uh, making stuff happen downtown for the people who live downtown tourism's great. We need tourists. We need, we want tourist money and we want to, we want to share our city with people of course, you know, but yeah, but also we need to, you know, create stuff for the people who actually live here. Right. Because we want people to enjoy living here and we want more people to live here and like a, a lively local art and music scene is part, you know, a huge part of that but uh yeah that's another like key element it's like yeah we we do think about the people who live downtown and we do i love heavy music but we generally don't get super heavy bands for third thursday you know what i mean and we generally you know it we try to keep it in a in a i'm not going to say family friendly but sort of a within a certain realm of like this isn't going to we don't it's not going to disrupt downtown life yeah. too much you know like
0: and it's not a niche market you want everyone to come out you sure. don't want something that Sixty people are really right. Really, like right. sixty people are really into it, and everyone else is kind of bummed out. Right, like exactly. You kind of want things exactly. where it's like you know the general, you know, just general population. Ever there's something there for you.
1: Right, exactly. So it's like yeah, it's like we don't want just you know. Uh, middle-of-the-road corny entertainment like we still want cool creative stuff yeah, going on something good but we're realistic about being right in the center of downtown on a weekday yes you know? yeah right which we- is still a
0: nice spot because it's like i also feel like you're gonna get people in there who whether you're just driving down main street passengers yeah. are like what's that like what's that on the side of here like yeah you hear me you're gonna hear music and sure. people all coming to this one spot like what's going on like it it is kind of, I feel like in a good spot in that way, like the, the location of it totally works well for just people who aren't privy to it to just kind of walk up on and go, what's this?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and we want it to be approachable like that too, which is, you know, that's part of it. Right. And, and, uh, you know, people will in any city I've ever been to just about people will complain about parking, of course. Right. This is just like the, the lowest common denominator thing that people want to complain about. But yeah, we've got, you know, there's parking, right? There's a lot right across the street yeah, from the yeah. plaza. The the parking garage is right here a block away. Like there's yeah, super easy. Better. Yeah. If someone were coming up or down Main Street and heard that and was like, what is that? I want to check it out. There's free parking in every direction. You yeah. know, like you, you, you know, don't be afraid to drive a block or two and park your car and walk. <laughs> like this is, that's what people have done it for as long it's as they going to be nice out. Right. Go well, and, and that's it block. too. That's it too. And actually let's mention that too. In the case of bad weather, we, the event still happens. We move it to Jamestown Skate Products. Oh, so nice. the forecast looks good, but we don't cancel. You've if, got there's a ra- plan. if there's rain, we still do it. And yet, yeah, our rain location is um, the street level garage at JSP, Jamestown Skate Products. So that's 209 Pine Street. It's like two blocks from where gonna the place is. Right. It's, a, it's, it's a like, two minute walk. It's at Third and that. Pine. Yeah, it's right there. And the ice cream shop is there, Sprinkle Cone. They're open for the season. Oh, there you go. Go, go visit them anyways. But yeah, <laughs> if it happens that, it's, that, it, that we end up with um, inclement weather on the night of a third Thursday, we move it a couple blocks and the, and the show goes on. You and know? you get ice cream. And you get ice cream, right. No one's crying. Exactly. Everyone's happy. Exactly. And um, the acoustics are good at both spots, out in the plaza and in the garage at JSP. Well, going
0: off that, do you want to talk about uh, Industry
1: Monday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that too. That's a new thing we're doing at JSP. Uh, this coming Monday, so uh, May 23rd will be the first one. It's not going to be every Monday. It might. This it's an irregular thing, probably. But we're right. It's industry night. We're calling it, and it will be live music. It's a free event, nice. and um, yeah, the ice cream shops open. But also, it's going to be. Uh, I don't want to say a swap meet, but we're going to have some vendors there and stuff in the garage oh, nice. too. We've got a, a friend from Erie who has a little record shop down there who who and he's come up here for other events. And he um, has some tables where he'll be vending oh, really? vinyl records. He's got some like tons of really cool stuff. Oh, like, nice. he really, really blew us all away when he came up here last time. And, like, uh, really, he really brings a lot of vinyl. So, if you're someone who collects records, someone who's into buying vinyl, that's kind of just like a side part of Industry Night. makes
0: me feel like going to a punk show where someone has their distro there. Yeah, yeah, essentially, di- right, I, I've right. I've done that many times, like, right. no one's playing here, but come buy records from my, li-. and I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, no yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. here's my distro, come buy yeah. some stuff.
1: I bought, last time we saw him, I got a bunch of King Crimson records from nice. him. I got, like, some old Jimi Hendrix, like, like, semi-obscure ones that I didn't have and oh, stuff, nice. like, some really incredible stuff. Not expensive. I don't know why I'm advertising this guy's record so much, but because I love I'm going a, to shows where yeah.
0: people have. I love that, and it's a thing you really only see it like punk shows. Like, sure, here's my exactly, distro.
1: exactly, and it's like, uh, and several of us there in the building are are vinyl collectors, and you know, just media collectors, you yeah. know. So uh, we're all just stoked. We just invite this guy to come just for us, kind of. You know, like we want to go through stuff. store to me. Yeah, it's kind of that. It literally is kind of that. And then there will be some, other, some artists we know, a uh, uh, couple people who make like some um, art, craft type stuff out of used skateboards and that oh, kind nice. of thing. Um, I think Plant Life Clothing will be there with a little table set up, vending some of her clothing and stuff. I'm part of a project called protomillennial.com. That's a whole thing we don't have to get into, but I'll be vending a little table with some information and stuff to talk to people about a whole thing. But uh, the the real sort of motivator of this um, industry night was a sort of chance encounter with this musician, uh, Jess Cornelius from Los Angeles. She has a whole band, uh, and they're... On tour right now, opening for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. We talked about this real briefly, right? But I'm going to see this show, and we're excited, super excited to see that band. But uh, Jess Cornelius is opening for them on tour, and she's someone that my friends had seen before opening for Ty Seagal as well and on some other, like, national tours, you know? And uh, they're from Los Angeles, and they got an off night on their tour, and so they're coming to play Industry Night, Monday, May 23rd. And uh, they're, they're incredible. They're like a really serious rocking, like touring, legit rock band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, we have legit rock bands in town too, but you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, touring They're, like yeah. A touring, they're band. touring and they're playing all the time, and they're like from out of town, and it's like it's going to be a cool way thing out of town. From way out of town, <laughs> Los Angeles, and it's cool. you know it's that thing too, where we like sort of showing our town, showing off Jamestown yeah. to the, you know the artists from out of town and stuff. And so actually. Um, Industry Night, Hot at Bats, will be opening that one as well. Oh, nice. So that'll be uh, Hot at Bats and Jess Cornelius. And, uh, yeah, records for sale, ice cream for sale, <laughs> skateboarding will be going on upstairs. What you want? Right, seriously, exactly. And um, that'll be – oh, actually, and one more thing. Here's what else you want. <laughs> uh, our friend Lefty, I don't remember his last name, but a country singer who's a friend of ours through the skate shop sort of, um, he'll be playing as well. So I think oh, he's nice. opening – then hot at bats and then Jess cornelius and uh this is sort of a signature of some of the shows i help organize which is like we don't give a damn about genre we don't really i don't mean to you know we Missed don't Bill. yeah yeah we we love to have a bluegrass or a country guy open for a heavy indie rock band yeah. or you know whatever it is like i uh i enjoy all types of music you know totally. many many types of music right <laughs> and uh I've never been turned off at a show because this thing was too wildly different from that thing, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, we really like I think it I think it only benefits everyone when we have shows with like a s within reason, like a, a wide range of genres and styles. You know oh, what I mean? Totally. And of course, now in 2022, the punk rockers all like country music anyways, you know, like the the good kind of. Hank Williams style yeah. thing which is what Lefty's going to be doing like Oh yeah that fits it, that does, It's it's basically it punk rock. It it's, basically is punk. Overlapping. Yeah, yeah that exactly.
0: gravelly kind of vocals and everything Exactly.
1: So that'll be like Industry Nights going to be a cool thing and then we're going to try to do it you know semi regularly or as a recurring thing but it's sort of uh we're working on a new space within the garage at JSP oh, nice. where uh just Opening it up, cleaning it out a little bit. We we uh, there's some renovations going on down there that people would see, but we've built a small little stage in a in a corner. Nothing fancy, but like made it you know a, a proper little like place to do a show for your friends you know a small scale show like a yeah. like a, a, a maybe we'll call it a diy venue you know it's not really a venue but it's we're gonna treat it like a well, venue the best venues, for the like. summer at least like the venues you know? that should
0: not be a venue yeah. my favorite venue
1: right because you know we've got the space we've got the ice cream shop we got people coming anyways we got friends who play music yeah. like yeah why not have some shows, shows you know yeah, there's
0: no reason not to something like that exactly and, and who knows it could become
1: and monday night what else do you got to do what do you you know what better is going on you know
0: and i love that mix because i think that's a very it's something local and we're talking local music but i think one of the most important things you can do is bring in outside acts and bring out different things because it you get people coming here who then want to play here you get people who are maybe fans of them to come out discover local music they didn't know like i think if you keep it too i don't know insular or not welcoming that's not a local scene. As weird as that sounds, you right. need outside influence. I feel like for a local scene to actually flourish. Totally, if you don't same fifty people at every show.
1: Right, and it's we've what we've becomes we've definitely done that too. You know, <laughs> and had fun. I mean, and and yeah. had fun. But yeah, it's like. Yeah, the the this is a small pond, right? We live in a small pond, you so gotta yeah, mix it, but it we got to mix it. it up.
0: At the end, it does help because it makes it so. Then later on, you know, more people are coming out and supporting. Exactly, stuff. But like exactly. I feel like any way you can get people interested in local music, you should do. So, like, I, yeah. I think those combos doing something like that is a great. I I think only helps local music. Is what right, I'm
1: saying. exactly, exactly, and that's and I want we want the people from out of town who come. To sort of see that, yeah, we've got all types, it's a small scene, but we've got all types of different stuff going on, you know? Oh,
0: and the people who do play here, I was interviewing someone a few weeks ago, um, Jeremy Porter, who played here, I think Mojo's and Wine Cellar and stuff, but he, he had nothing but good things to say. He's oh, like, man. Oh, I've played I've played in town many times. He's like, It's great. It's the perfect place for like a touring band like me. He's like, We always look forward
1: and, to playing here. And that goes back so far. Like, there's always been this tradition of. A, at least a decent music scene, yeah. even like when things were sort of, you know, economically, you know, the shrinking or whatever. Say in the say in the eighties and nineties or whatever. Yeah. So my perspective is someone who came of age sort of in the late nineties, early two thousands, and uh, even though there wasn't a lot of downtown development or or the sort of Jamestown Renaissance as we know it, right? Yeah. Like this stuff hadn't started yet. Although Suburban Blend was open, the local skaters had already started. That's pretty rare. Keep that in mind. 1998, the local skaters started opening business downtown, long before almost anyone. That is amazing. That is it, a, really, that it does does is it is cool. Credit. You know, over tw- some credit over 20 years, we've had a skater owned skateboard shop in Jamestown, which is very legit. But uh, yeah, even back then, when it seemed like uh, growing up here, it seemed like oh, nothing ever happens. There's nothing to do. We didn't even we didn't realize we were lucky because we still even at that point had a local music scene. There were still bands playing. There was still, you know, someone renting out the Rodden Gun Club to have Dude, some like bands FW in a keg up shows. there or something. Yeah, just basically. Yeah, exactly. VFW, VFW type stuff. People's basements. Oh, you places. know, people out in, places out in the country because we, you know, because of where we live, but um, yeah. There's always been even back to before my time, even back to the days of the maniacs, right? Like there's always been some thread of a live music scene. And and in this relatively small middle of nowhere place, that's really cool, you know? And I sort of have come to see my role as being, you know, uh, it's my job to help steward that, sort of help keep that along. Like I benefited from it growing up, even as, a, as particularly as a non-musician, as just like a young weirdo, you know what I mean? <laughs> who just wanted a place to hang out. Like, uh, I benefited greatly from there being a, a local music scene. And some of those dudes are my best friends still, you know?
0: You don't think about that stuff. But, yeah, like the the, the guy who is putting on, who is letting these bands play his basement or, or just taking the time, putting on a VFW, you know, yeah. like at a Hall show, who knows they're not going to make anything. Right. Or doing it for the love of it. Like, right. Those people are, yeah, why local music, like, a lot of times exists, including for younger people who, yeah, can't just play anywhere they want. Sure. A basement is where you can play. That's your right. choice. There right. isn't, you're not old enough to get in the bar. It's not an all-ages show, or you just don't have the money for it. You don't know how to put on a show like that. You go play your friend's basement. Right. Or Big Field or something. Exactly. You, just, you find that, but that's really how some of the best scenes flourish. Like, right. Right. I talk to people who, and the, you know, they like romanticize their local scene, but like then you go, "Where'd you guys play?" Anywhere with the weirdest places you can think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. If you can think of it, and it seems like somewhere you shouldn't play, we yeah. probably played yeah, it. Yeah, and exactly. those are sometimes the best music scenes.
1: Yeah, and that's it because because you'll keep it going even when no even when times what. are hard. No matter what, by any means necessary, right? Local music by any means necessary. I, I love it. We what? did one of my favorite. Uh, weird locations we did a show was the uh, bank building uh, uh, a guy named Connor owned it but the, the bank building at 2nd uh, and Main oh geez. The, the west the one on the west side uh, we did two different shows in there in probably 2009 wow. or 10 and we had 10 band. we did two shows and each show we had 10 bands oh my god all different 10 different bands at the second one than we had at the first one so we had like 20 bands in that space at two different events but it was, like, winter, and there's no heat, and it's a huge marble. It's literally a huge marble waiting room oh, from an old bank. Is... But, yeah, the acoustics were terrible. I was about to ask you what the sound in there terrible. was like. Terrible. <laughs> I,
0: I imagine.
1: Cold and terrible. But it was. But we were like, oh, we got a place downtown. We, got a place to put. we, had, we had done shows, but we had never been able to pull together a spot to do in downtown, you know? Yeah. And that was, like, it was a good party. It was a – I mean, it was – Terrible conditions, but you know we made the it's most memorable. of it. It was Remembered. memorable. We had fun. We met a bunch of people. Sort of again, if it's two thousand nine, ten, sort of uh, early uh, of mass adoption of social media and stuff too. So it was like oh, yeah. around that time, if you were putting on local events, uh, Facebook wasn't full of like your grandparents and aunts and uncles. That was you know, before the internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so it was like social media before. was full of like college people and like artists and the people there was a turning point yeah like, yeah there really was so it was like it was like widely adopted f- to people 35 and under or whatever the yes. cutoff was you know what i mean so we could do a show and suddenly these people who were like four or five years younger than us that we don't know or these people and just slightly outside of our reach would would they, would show, they would show up so we did a couple events that were like not that great planning wise, but which ended up being great in terms of pulling together community or like meeting some new artists and musicians and stuff, you know, Oh, that is great. and yeah. And looking back on it, it's like some of those are, some of those people we met are the people we're still working with, but we had to organize those what were admittedly kind of crappy circumstances <laughs> shows, but, but we had to pull that off to then get to the next thing, you know, and to meet three or four key people there that then we did the next thing with or yeah. whatever, you know?
0: And now, I mean, you got something like Third Thursday. We're in the. I mean, you have a very nice place, to right? People to perform, you know?
1: right? And that's part of why we have to keep it alive too. Is like it's such a great location. It really it's, is. It's in terms of uh, my experience with, and I'm not like super experienced with booking shows and stuff. Like, I'm not some old vet, but like, <laughs> I've you know, we've organized local shows quite a bit, and uh, it's just it runs relatively smooth. You know, with the the sound guy knows what to do. The bands know what to do. Uh, we haven't even mentioned, but uh, summer of 2019, they put up that shade structure, sort of bandshell thing that's there in the oh, plaza. Yeah. Now, I still don't really know what to call that thing. You know, it's not really a bandshell; it's like a tent sort of. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what I right. call it either. Right, But uh, but that addition to the plaza, we really only got to enjoy for one summer before then. Covid cut everything off. But like that. Uh, adds a lot to the experience of the show. And there's some lighting in there that makes it nice. It has also eased the setup. It's made it that much easier to throw oh, the things. Because before we would go and set up, we had like a tent thing we would set up, you know, Ooh. to have because the band needs a little shade and in case it sprinkles or something. So, yeah, it's like uh, the the organizing of the event has been streamlined to the point that like, all I got to do is like, you know, I got to talk to the bands, the sound guy and a poster artist and my guy at the JRC shout out Frank Bessie and uh you know as each of us does our little job and the the musicians show up and do their job like it runs so smooth that like uh I we'd be a fool I I don't take that for granted you know I'd be a fool to not not keep it going going I appreciate the relative ease by which we can pull it off well that has
0: to be nice again I mean like I was asking earlier like when you start brainstorming doing all this there's so much work into, yeah, a band goes up there and plays an hour set or whatever, but the amount of time it takes for you to get that stuff going, book the band, right. get everything around, like, you yeah. want to make it as easy as possible, because there's obviously room for error, or just, it's going to happen with something like, sure. you're planning this event for this time, you want everything to work, and yeah, any anything to make it just that much easier, yep. I can't blame you, I, I feel like it's exactly.
1: Probably- and Exactly, and that's literally why the main reason it keeps going, you know, like I'm my role in this, I've sort of the coordinator, I sort of feel like I pull some of the strings to get the parts together. But in reality, my work in this is like emailing people months ago, the day of the show, I pretty much just have to show up and like, it's easier, just make sure it runs, you know, I'm I'm there to help or, you know, we got to go get an extension cord, we got to go get a mic or something. But like, uh, yeah, by the time by the day of show, I'm sort of just you know, there to sort of guide and keep an eye on everything because the people we work with have have their, you know, their thing running so smoothly, you know, and it's great. It's really nice. That is awesome. So there's a lot of work, but, yeah, get it. It's it's front heavy, essentially. You know, you get it out of the all way early. the stress early. is
0: front loaded. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Bill Bill in February dealt with – February Bill dealt with all that. <laughs> May Bill doesn't have to deal with it. You know? I can watch the show and I can exactly. just it, enjoy it. Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, is there, is there anything we've missed? Is there anything we haven't hit on that we should still hit on?
1: I feel like, no, I feel like we've, we we kind of hit it all. Uh, how about, let me, can I say the dates? Oh, I'll give you the dates absolutely. for the rest of summer. So uh, May 19th will be the first one, but this is going to air just after that. And then we'll have June 16th, and that's with Hot at Bats and Feverhawk. The other ones are July 21st, August 18th, September 15th. And those are, each of those is a Thursday night. The third Thursday of their, that Easy given month, proper. right? They're always at Winter Garden Plaza as long as the weather's nice. Weather's bad, it's at JSP, and they're always from about six thirty to nine thirty p.m. consistently, and that's that's really our thing. Is like we're gonna we're gonna schedule those dates and we're gonna hit those dates and, we're, and the bands will be good, you know, and come on down. Everybody's welcome.
0: I love it. Is there? Internet presence wise, is there any is there anywhere they can go or anywhere for this info?
1: Uh, I mean, there's definitely a Facebook event page. Okay. Uh, and and if you search Third Thursday, that would come right up. Uh, and um, yeah, it should it should come right up. The there's a promoter on Jamestown. Or I'm sorry. There's a promoter on Facebook who we work with uh, by the name of Jimmy Jamestown. Jimmy Jamestown is kind of the. If you wanted to know what was going on, you could you could follow Jimmy Jamestown's Facebook account. We used to organize this through. We used to have an organization called the Active Artists Alliance, and that was a big part of us booking all the shows in the past. But we've kind of dissolved that, and so uh, we're still kind of uh, it's kind of a loose configuration of people and, and local organizations making it happen this year. Uh, but Jimmy Jamestown is kind of a, the linchpin figure there. So yeah, I like it. There's a there's a third Thursday event page consistently for this. But if you went and checked at him. Or if there is still an active artist alliance Facebook group that exists, it doesn't get updated regularly, but this event does get posted when it happens it'll be on there but Facebook is basically the main online spot to to get this info
0: also remember third Thursday that probably I guess third Thursday is. It won't be a Friday. It won't be a Wednesday. That's right. It won't be the second Thursday. Of the week. <laughs> it's going to be a third Thursday. And
1: that's that's like a, a sort of happy accident of the the branding. You know, the naming of
0: rolls off the tongue. It works. It works. Well too. It Thursday. works.
1: And yeah, it's like the the it's like Cinco de Mayo. It's like the thing. The time is in the name. Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing is there, right? It's almost like, your own fault if you miss it. Right, right, exactly. Like, we want to make it as easy as possible for people, you know. I know we all have a lot in our minds. Until you change it to,
0: like, third Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I don't yeah. know how much easier than the name can get. right, right.
1: Exactly we could we could name it like change the name of the plaza to third Thursday Plaza, you know
0: <laughs> well, Bill, this has been great. I mean, again, have we have we hit everything? Is there anything else uh, the good people should know before we close this out?
1: No, I think we got it all. I think uh, I think this is it. just you know keep keep supporting local music, local art, local business, creativity, all that stuff like we just need it's great that we have such a good scene and such a uh vibrant downtown but it all depends on we don't people don't want to necessarily talk about this part all the time it all depends on people coming downtown and spending some money too this is a free av- truth of this it. is a free event a but come on downtown and spend some money buy some dinner go get yourself a drink or go check out the art biodome project jsp any of these places the sprinkle cone right okay. there's a ton of places and um yeah, people would if you want more of this stuff to happen and you want downtown to continue to get better, come spend some money downtown. That, that you know that's how it works? Yeah. There's it, there's it that's, that's where it's at. I I uh it's you know, most people would sugarcoat it or whatever, but no, when it gets right to, to it, that's to. that's at the core of it is like uh the artists will do this for free, the artists aren't trying to get rich, no one's trying to get rich, <laughs> no but like rich people big. gotta eat dinner and pay their bills and art and live music is valuable. This stuff holds value, and oh, and its role in our community is more than just simple entertainment. You know, it it, it serves a number of functions, and uh, it's important. I'm getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, this has been this has been great. I mean, we have lots. Live music is alive and kicking. Yeah. this summer in uh, in Jamestown. So there we go, Bill. Uh, great talking to you. You're listening to me, Anthony Merchant. Talking to Bill Thomas all about Third Thursday, Industry Mondays, all that good stuff. Talking local live music right here on Arts on Fire.